0: Welcome to Flow, a new podcast and video series about Flow, brought to you by Platformation. Welcome to the Platformation uh, podcast about Flow. Today we're talking to Dris. Welcome, Dris. Hi, Rafael. Dris has been in the IT market for more than 20 years, uh, has a lot of uh, knowledge on the sales and marketing environment, uh, more specifically in retail. We'll talk a little bit more in detail about that during our conversation. Mm-hmm. And Dris, um, uh, throughout these uh, many years, has been worked his, his way to the top uh, in his current organization, which is uh, Toshiba. So welcome, Dries. I think this is a very short introduction of who you are. Perhaps it would be good that you introduce yourself with your own words.
1: Okay, I'll try to uh, give some more detail. So my name is Dries. I'm uh, 53 years old. I um, live in uh, Belgium. I live in Alst, between Ghent and Brussels. Um, I've studied uh, economics with uh, one year extra on uh, business IT. And then in uh, 1992, after the Belgian army, which, is, which was mandatory at that time, I started my professional career. Uh, I've spent 10 years in the automotive industry uh, with Honda, focusing on sales and on supply chain. But most of my life, indeed, I've spent in the, in the retail environment, always in roles in between the product, the solution, and the customer. Uh, being either sales, pre-sales, product management, services, development, uh, always in between. Um, What else should you know about me? Um, I'm happily married since uh, almost 30 years. I have two um, adult sons who are on their way to leaving the nest. So that means that my wife and I, we will become empty nesters (laughs) by end of this year. Uh, and in my uh, private life, I like to enjoy life, uh, eat, drink, enjoy company with family and friends and uh, do some cycling.
0: Very good. Thank you for that. I think I, I already hear in the introduction a lot of elements that connect to the topic of the conversation today, Flow, We're going to connect to those a little bit in a second. Mm-hmm. But before that, a little bit more background. If you look into your past experiences, we see a relation to, to two different companies. Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. also working for... Toshiba Tech Europe, mm-hmm. uh, and also Toshiba Global Commerce Solutions. Yes. Could you maybe elaborate a bit on the differences between yeah, the organizations?
1: I'll try to make it as simple. It's basically the same company. So I started my career at uh, Tech Belgium, which was standing for Toshiba Electric Corporation, which was then acquired by Toshiba, uh, so became Toshiba Tech. And then in 2012, Toshiba Tech acquired the uh, retail division of, of IBM. Mm -hmm. called IBM RSS and that is the time when the name was changed actually in Toshiba Global Commerce Solutions Mm -hmm. which for me meant um, so I've been working with Japanese management or headquarters let's say half of my professional life Mm -hmm. but at the time that we became Toshiba Global Commerce Solutions there was a kind of mixture between the IBM part uh, in the US and then the Toshiba Tech part in, in Japan
0: Yeah, I see a different evolution of companies, merges, and so on. So uh, in a nutshell, what does
1: Toshiba do, in fact? Well, the name Toshiba Global Commerce Solutions actually describes quite well what what our mission is. So uh, we are focusing on solutions for commerce. And let's say to put it bluntly, 20 years ago, we were actually focusing on what people call cash registers or Mm -hmm. point-of-sale systems, the POS being... The center of the world in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you now look at how that world has changed and transformed, uh, it is much wider than that single touch point in the store. Now you see self checkouts, you see mobile shopping, but also more wider. Uh, you see e commerce, you see different channels to fulfill uh, customer requirements. So that's why, in general, I would call it commerce automation, and in the past maybe Toshiba was more focusing on the hardware part and the related maintenance, but over the years we have gone more towards a solution integrator Mm -hmm. and and trying to support customer journeys in a retail environment, I would call it. Yeah, I understand. Clear. And if you look with
0: that in mind, uh, let's connect a bit to the context of today, uh, mm-hmm. of, of the mm-hmm. of the podcast. Uh, the topic we're talking about is flow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I reflect a little bit on Toshiba's organization, on your role in the organization, yep.
1: mm-hmm. what does the word flow mean to you? It's it's kind of a, a vague concept, isn't mm-hmm. it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, let's say it reminds me, first thing that comes in my mind uh, is um, flow in terms of a kind of mental state, a uh, runner's high, like that it doesn't matter anymore whether you run one kilometer or, or 20 kilometers. So that's that's the first thing, be in the flow or mm-hmm. get people in the flow. Uh, but in, in a more professional environment, I would say it relates to customer journeys, user stories, uh, process flows agile processes there mm-hmm. are things that make me think about flow and, and my personal favorite actually is happy flow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because that's combining both yeah so um yeah being in the flow makes you happy yeah. but on, on the other side happy flow is also a concept which you know as well in a in the de- development process the first thing you're going to develop and test is, is kind of the happy flow, the flow which is the the standard flow without mm-hmm. any anomalies or, or issues or um, things which, which well, are different from the standard. Yeah. So I, I like the word happy flow, actually. Yeah, I
0: understand. So if I take a step back and I look uh-huh. at Toshiba, you mentioned that in the past the holy grail of mm-hmm. retail will be the POS system yes. now. And there yes. is now an evolution to yes. a new market, a new era, where POS is still part of the solution. Mm-hmm. But I think there is more right, and a and, and, uh, service as a whole. Yes, for sure. And, and how maybe could uh, a customer of Toshiba mm-hmm. or, or a customer that you uh, uh, relate with connect mm-hmm. to Flow? What does Flow represent to your clients nowadays?
1: Well, it's I think especially in terms of, of customer journey or customer experience, it, it's kind of top of their mind.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think that a lot of retailers, and, and that has even been reinforced by, by the pandemic, they 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 really want this this connection with their customers they they want to create a community with their customers and they want all experience that customers have with the retailer they want them to be let's say smooth uh and they they need to be good user Mm -hmm. experience and two other things are important there um the first thing is that retailers want a personalized approach. So um, they want to talk the language of their customer, whether that is a Generation Z or uh, somebody a little bit like my age or your age. <laughs> um, but also they want to offer choice. Um, they want actually to have the in store experience, which is similar to the internet, where if you're in front of a browser, you can click links or, uh, left or right or bottom or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, in a store, you should have different possibilities to shop, to select, mm-hmm. to check out. And, and, but in any interaction, in every interaction, you have, as a, the retailer has with the end user, there should be also some consistency. Yeah. Uh, a consistent message, consistent mm-hmm. business logic. So, so actually, customer experience for a retailer is, is probably, in terms of sales and marketing, Number one on their list, yeah, and and to relate that then to Toshiba, yeah, actually, our core business is to make sure that retailers can create that experience in their stores and in their commerce environment.
0: Yeah, so if I understand well, you believe that for clients, uh, flow represents uh, an experience that is simple, it's easy, it connects to the people, it connects to their target audience, and it's hassle-free. Basically. Yes,
1: and it just feels like natural uh and of course it's personalized Uh, 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 my son for instance will never use a traditional checkout in the store Mm -hmm. he will either use his mobile phone or he will use a self-checkout or buy on the internet Uh, or or especially that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, where well in some cases i will just pause at the checkout uh and do the things like like we did them in the past, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in other in another environment, I'm more in a hurry or whatever, or I have a very small basket of goods and I want to check out in a different way. But everything should be, should feel like normal, natural, and should go smooth. Basically.
0: Yeah, uh, I was about to ask you about this: how you saw flow for different people, different uh-huh. target audience. I think you, you already gave a great example of your son and, and <laughs> let's say the new generation mm-hmm, and how they relate mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. to the, the let say the the buying experience and the consumer experience. Uh, You also explained a little bit your vision about flow. Um, So if you look into Toshiba as as a company, Uh as a different angle, so how do you feel Toshiba uh, represents uh,
1: uh, a flow? Well, I think especially now we have a big need on flow, on an internal flow, because the market is changing rapidly, uh, which means that also we need to adapt to that market. Mm and, and this transformation exercise is, is, is really crucial and requires a lot of, let's say, change management, a different flow in, in people's mind, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic journey, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so j- just to give you an example, um, when we were making software 10 years ago, we were doing it the, the old-fashioned way, which probably also you have still known, like mm-hmm. the waterfall method. Mm-hmm. Like you make an analysis and a functional analysis and a technical analysis. Yeah. And then you develop for six months. And then you deploy that at the customer and everything works. But you see that actually what you made is was maybe a good plan one year ago but is no longer suitable to yeah. for the actual Indeed, situation. Yeah. Uh, and that means that we as a company and purely on the development side, but actually extending that end-to-end from a pre-sales to delivery, we need to be more agile, mm-hmm. uh, and we need to create more flow internally in order to, let's say, be more efficient and to really adapt to a market which is changing mm-hmm. uh, quicker. While, of course, not throwing away all experience and all the good knowledge we have. But actually, that's, that's, that's an interesting, um, well, let's say, point to be at. And there you need to really create the flow to make that happen.
0: Yeah, I understand. So uh, you see then that there is a direct connection
1: with uh, flow and performance, in fact. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, in order to be competitive in, yeah, in the current world, uh, another approach is needed. Eh? The customer centricity is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, speed and efficiency is also key and and it's clear that um, our competitors in the market are completely different from 10 20 years ago mm-hmm. now there are a lot of very efficient and agile startups with great ideas mm-hmm. who really are acting extremely fast and are bringing new ideas and doing proof of concepts mm-hmm. of course toshiba is a is a bigger entity and and in that respect more slow but yeah also more established yeah. but that does not not mean that we don't need to let's say adapt to a faster changing environment while remaining the values that that we have as a company yeah. uh let's say bridging between the legacy the legacy and the new world
0: yeah absolutely that that, that makes sense so i, I understand it from a professional context that the flow uh, can connect to performance uh, the way your clients see it, the way you see it. But if you take a step back and look at yourself as a Mm -hmm. person, Uh uh, and do you also connect that flow personally to you? Means uh, it connects to performance. It connects the way you deal with the world. How do you deal with flow from a more personal Personal.
1: Well, uh, we are of course not having uh, sprint reviews and uh, retrospectives <laughs> at, the, at the kitchen table. Not much yet. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Correct. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. uh, but but anyway, uh, if, if you look at the theory uh, as a family, uh, we try to be very aligned and on the other hand very autonomous. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I, for me, flow in a in a personal environment relates more to to a good work life balance to to feel like could, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, especially having a, a, a very healthy mental state, uh, so that the balance between your professional life and your private life is, is, is really okay, mm-hmm. and that you are a transparent guy, that, that you just behave the same, whether you are at home or cycling with friends or yeah. or, or in a meeting with a customer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's, again, referring to that kind of, of, of happy flow, yeah. and, of course... Relaxing and being in a personal environment where, again, you can meet people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that brings in uh, a flow for myself, in which which also gave me the power to to empower other people and to try and yeah. bring people in the flow. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: And by bringing
0: people in the flow, uh, I think there are a couple of ways of doing that, right? And f- for instance, one way that comes to mind is by putting flow into processes, mm-hmm. right, you know, to make an organization... Right. You, you, you mentioned Agile yeah. as, as a framework, yeah, for instance. Yeah. Right? I'm a fan. So, <laughs> me too. Yeah? Uh, and do you believe that uh, bringing flow to processes mm-hmm. uh, can also put people in the mindset of flow, if you understand what I'm trying to ask?
1: Uh, yeah, for, for sure. Uh, and and there is what I, in those last 30 years, uh, there's where I see a big difference also organization-wise. Yeah, uh, we, we come from an, from an environment where... Kind of organizations were top down, very structured, mm-hmm. big hierarchy. Where now we really need to work in in, in cross functional teams, mm-hmm. which are very autonomous. But but you need some governance, you need some structure, you need some flow to make those people work together and mm-hmm. to get results. And for me, agile is the framework which enables that. Uh, and if you, I experience that every day. We, we, people who have not worked with agile before who are suddenly thrown into the agile water and you can and even with international groups mm-hmm. even via zoom or teams you can see that that creates a lot of energy and teamwork and cooperation yeah. so i'm sure that let's say a certain process flow without hierarchy but in full transparency is really creating uh, positive things yeah
0: yeah and i think it's actually something necessary nowadays right if you see the evolution of um, let's say business nowadays for as you mentioned a more competitive market different competitors are coming more lean and more Mm -hmm. agile so um, having a set of agile processes becomes key so a way i could interpret what i hear from you is that flow is essential in the evolution and survival of organizations today for sure.
1: Is that you? That recommend? is actually, and but on the other hand, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this change drives so much, let's say, new forces and and openness and new ideas and innovation. But of course, you need to canalize that mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, you still have a PL and you still need to do business. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but personally, um, yeah, it brings me that flow. Brings me in the flow. Yeah.
0: So if I look, I think you you mentioned a good example about Toshiba being a very large established organization Mm -hmm. and uh, going through a transformation of a traditional, more classical uh, operating model to something more agile. Correct. I think it's a big evolution. It's a big change. It's a big change. And what do you think is in a scenario like that uh, in getting to a more... Uh, agile mindset, mm-hmm. to a more mm-hmm. flow-oriented mindset. Yeah, yeah. What do you believe is uh, an
1: area of focus that is important to focus first? Well, uh, actually, we started, let's say, with the development, yeah? because yeah, Agile mostly comes out of a development environment, and, and we started to transform our teams uh, from from waterfall-oriented development teams to Agile teams. But also, if you talk about Agile, you're not only involving developers into those groups, you are involving other stakeholders. So mm-hmm. that's that's a very good way to bring in pre-sales people, architects, people from service into mm-hmm. that agile thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and also as a result of those that agile development, you also need to involve customers, stakeholders mm-hmm. in sprint reviews and things like that. So gradually you see that your your agile spread is growing. Yep. Uh, and now, the let's say, the, the, the next hurdle or challenge is to go further in the delivery process and, and end-to-end start involving pre-sales people, sales people, services people. But the best thing is to to use some reference projects. Yeah, yeah. To, to, let's say, focus on one, two, three specific projects, uh, get some success there, also celebrate that success, and then try to use those projects as... Let's say enablers to, mm-hmm. to spread uh, yeah, an agile all, uh,
0: performance. as references yeah. that could yeah. be used across yeah. uh, the yeah. organization. Yeah, you, you mentioned happy flow. Huh? That's <laughs> yes. the I think the ultimate. Uh, the <laughs> that's the, up, that's <laughs> the
1: ultimate dream. <laughs> yes. And, and
0: what do you think could be um, a difficulty or a challenge um, mm-hmm. on your way for uh, having the result of a happy flow? Let, let's say let's the 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 the, the sad flow and huh? the unhappy flow. What do you think could cause?
1: Okay. Uh, so, actually, issues or, or problems or, or issues you encounter during development or when you talk with a customer, that, that is not really a cause for a unhappy flow mm-hmm. because that makes you think out of the box and do things differently. And it's actually an opportunity to, let's say, be even better. Yeah? You need to grow, yeah. uh, What for me is uh, are two things which sometimes you encounter is, is kind of making from... Yeah, encountering non-believers in in the whole story and the whole change and and, and trying to bring them to, migrate them towards believers, Mm -hmm. which I have to say with technical people speaking the same language uh, works a lot. If you, let's say, can bring them into the group and the team and the flow, uh, in most cases, this has a positive effect. Uh, And the other thing which is sometimes difficult is, okay, you have this agile world, which is some kind of the ultimate and ideal world. Mm-hmm. But then you have reality. You have deadlines which you cannot change. You have budgets which need to be kept. Uh, you have resources which you wish, would, but which are not there. And then it's actually my role to to try with the team to to, to overcome those and to find a kind of, let's say, way in between yeah. which yeah. works. So, but that are, what I say, that these are the things which can make life more difficult, but on the other hand, are also challenges.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I understand. So um, I understand that um, different generations mm-hmm. could potentially bring a challenge on this also, right? Uh, People that are used to work maybe big part of their career mm-hmm. with, with a specific mindset and now yeah. are, let's say, kind of pushed in a way of, of thinking differently. Mm-hmm. If you look at agile specifically. Co- correct. Yeah. Do you also co- connect this as a, as a potential challenge or not? Uh,
1: it's a challenge, but on the other hand, you need both. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know any company other than my company <laughs> where there is so much experience how about a store works. In yeah. some cases... People at Toshiba know more about the daily in-store operations than retailers themselves. I can imagine that. Yeah. And and that is, that's really an asset which you cannot lose and which yeah, is extremely be, yeah. important. But you need to combine that knowledge with the knowledge of people coming from school, looking at the world in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. But if you succeed in bringing those together and making those people flow flow <laughs> the result is fantastic
0: yeah, i fully agree with that yeah i couldn't put any any differently and what can put you out of flow uh, um we, mm-hmm. we talked about challenges and so on but mm-hmm. for you personally
1: uh, uh uh what can take you out of the tracks let's yeah. put it this way in general i i'd say uh, by nature i'm um, quite well, i have a lot of flow let's say except on friday evening i <laughs> Uh, but two things which, well, sometimes get me out of flow is, is negative people, like um, people who always see the glass half empty, while I'll almost see it always half full. Mm-hmm. Uh, and politics, uh, kind of internal politics, politics at customer, which can be time consuming. Detractors the, the, from the whole, uh, yeah, 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 I understand. But that's that's just life, isn't
0: it? Yeah. If you could give a tip to mm-hmm. people listening to us today about flow, what yeah. would that be? Or even if it's not about flow, but no, in no. general, <laughs> which you think is relevant for the discussion.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, if we if we refer it to agile, you have the theory and you have the, the autonomy and and the alignment and and to say how agile works as a, as a governance. Mm-hmm. But what I personally feel feel always very useful is to keep it simple and stupid. Um, um, Don't make it too difficult. Don't listen to, let's say, all those buzzwords like ecosystem or holistic approach or whatever. Just always try as a team to understand the real customer needs uh, and to take away all emotions and look at things in a pragmatic, Mm -hmm. common sense way. I think that's sometimes if if things are getting difficult and the team is not aligned, that would be my tip to get in the flow. Yeah, so
0: basically listen to your client and keep it simple. Yes. That would be your advice. Solve the problem and don't make things difficult. Clear. Okay. Thank you very much, Gilles, for your time today. It was a great uh, time talking to you. You're welcome. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. And I hope (laughs) you do that soon again. Okay, (laughs) thanks, Rafael. Bye.